Echoes from God's Word on Echoes of Holiness Radio. Thank you, Brother Aaron. It's good to be here this morning. Appreciate the church here, the people of God, their labors, have fellowship meeting. Thankful for all that they have done, the things done that, you know, we never see or know about. You've had the experience, so I want you to know we appreciate all of your labors. I'd like to be able to be a blessing to you today. In the book of Revelations, chapter 3, and I want to begin reading in verse number 7. Revelations, the third chapter, in verse number 7. I desire your prayers that the Lord will help me. desire your help as well. I feel like he gave me something to bring. And uh, I hope I can, it's my desire to be able to help you today. Wanted to come and didn't know whether to come or not and didn't have anything, Brother Sammy, to bring. But I've been praying about it and Monday morning, the Lord uh, touched my heart. Thank you. And uh, I tried to work on this some Tuesday night at home, but I really wanted to bring it here and try to encourage you today. And I could have went home without saying it and felt good, Brother Aaron, that the Lord had dealt with me. But I had this opportunity this morning, so you pray for me. He said in Revelations chapter number 3, verse number 7, and, the, and to the angel of the church of Philadelphia write, These things saith he that is holy, he that is true, he that hath the key of David, he that openeth, and no man shutteth, and shutteth, and no man openeth. I know thy works. Behold, I have set before thee an open door, and no man can shut it. For thou hast a little strength, and hast kept my word, and hast not denied my name. Behold, I will make them of the synagogue of Satan, which say they are Jews and are not, but do lie. Behold, I will make to come and worship before thy feet, and to know that I have loved thee. Because thou hast kept the word of my patience, I will, also, I will keep thee from the hour of temptation, which shall come upon all the world to try them that dwell upon the earth. Behold, I come quickly, hold that fast which thou hast, that no man take thy crown. Him that overcometh will I make a pillar in the temple of my God. And he shall go no more out, and I will write upon him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, which is New Jerusalem, which cometh down out of heaven from my God. And I will write upon him my new name. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. Amen. Wouldn't it be good this morning if we could hear what God was trying to say? Amen. I, there's a lot of things that, I, that, are still, that are a mystery to me and uh, things that I don't know. But I've asked the Lord, Brother Aaron, at different times to be sure that I know what I need to know uh, today. Help me to show me, Brother Kenton, what I need to see. Tell me what I need to say, whatever it means this morning to be a wholeness preacher on this day, in this hour, 
That's what I'd like to know, Brother Sammy. And I, I would like to hear what the Spirit is trying to say unto the church. I don't think that, that, that the things that are ahead of us, I don't believe that they will catch the children of the day. The Bible said we are not of the night, but we are of the day. And uh, we may dread these things, but I don't think they will surprise us if we can hear what the Spirit is trying to say unto the churches. As the ministry, and not just them, but the ministers and moms and dads down through the years, God has dealt with them, and at times they didn't even know why the Lord was telling them what He was telling them. Amen. But in the days to come, they understood, and they were forewarned and prepared. And I... I'm counting on God doing that, aren't you? Amen. I am, Brother Aaron, counting on God. Amen. Doing that for us. So I, I'd like to be listening this morning. Amen. He said in verse 11, Behold, I come quickly. Hold that fast which thou hast, that no man take thy crown. And I want to take my text today from that portion of Scripture where Jesus Himself warned them to hold fast to that which they had, so that no man would take their crown. Amen. And that's what's on my heart today. In the book of 1 Kings, I wanted you to look over there, or for you to remember, in the book of 1 Kings, the 21st chapter, you know the story about Ahab and the man the Bible tells us that had a vineyard that was hard by the palace of Ahab. Naboth by name, the Jezreelite, had a vineyard which, which was in Jezreel, hard by the palace of Ahab, king of Samaria. And Ahab spake unto Naboth, saying, Give me thy vineyard, that I may have it for a garden of herbs, because it is near unto my house." I will give thee for it a better vineyard than it, or if it seem good to thee, I will give thee the worth of it in money. And Naboth said to Ahab, The Lord forbid it me that I should give the inheritance of my fathers unto thee. Amen. And Naboth said, told this man that desired to have his vineyard, the Lord, Lord forbid it me that I should give the inheritance of my fathers, amen, unto thee, amen. Hold fast that which thou hast that no man, amen, would be able to take your crown, amen. I, I want to preach today, and I don't need a title, but I, I'm liable to go and say it more than once. What I wanted to come and tell you, Brother James, is don't let them have your crown. Amen. Brother Vernon done mention it some. There are many things in my life I have no control over. Amen. Sammy, tragedy can come and situations can happen. And James said, the wiser man among you say if the Lord will, amen, you will do this or that, amen, and I don't even know about the rest of this day, and I sure don't have any hope of tomorrow, amen, and there are many things that are, Brother Johnny Don, that I have, 
Amen. That they are subject to loss today. Amen. We lay up treasures here and the moth and the rust doth corrupt. If that ain't bad enough, the thief comes and he'll steal. Amen. And we'll be placed in situations where, amen, it is beyond our control. No matter what we do, we will not be able to keep it. We want to stay well. But time happens and age comes and it gets away from us. We fought to stay well and strong and we couldn't. I fought to, I fight to be able to pick up Brother Sammy and do like I did. And, and part of that's gone. And where I used to, hey man, now I have to holler at my son, Brother Aaron, and see, hey man, can you lift this? Can you open this? It's getting away. Hey man, I don't have any control over that. Men spend millions, brother, trying to stay young and they get old anyway. Hey man, spend fortunes trying to stay alive and die anyway. Hey man, I really feel like, Brother Vernon, I have one thing today. Hey man, that God has blessed me with the ability, amen, to get a hold of that and hold on to it, amen, with such a feeling, brother, that no man, amen, can take my crown. They're coming for your crown. You know that, don't you? They're coming for it. They aim to have it. That's what's going on in this world is an effort to take your crown. That's why things are like they are. That's why wicked men were not content just to be wicked. Amen. We, you know, we don't go about and try to change men's ways. Or, I mean, we offer them hope, Brother Sammy, but if that's the way the man, amen, wants to live, but that's not good enough. Amen. They could go off and live that lifestyle. Amen, brother, but that's not the purpose of what's going on. Amen. The whole point is, brother, to tear down, amen, the statutes of God and tear down, amen, the testimony of the Word of God. Amen. And they want to hear you say it's all right. And they won't quit until you do or lose your life in resistance. They're coming for your crown. Amen. They, they, they got states here and there, and I noticed Brother Sammy in Arkansas, they're battling over this. And, and I really don't mean to be a man of pessimist or lack of faith, but if the Bible's right, that's pretty much a done deal. Amen. The slope that we are on, brother, amen, is a slippery slope that there is no, amen, coming back from. But I can tell you the reason, amen, that's being pushed so hard, amen, Amen. It's not altogether political. Amen. But it is the fact that marriage is instituted by God Himself. It's God's idea. And the devil don't like it. And he's after our crown. Amen. The target is us. Not that we are only people that's standing, but Brother John Don, the goal is to tear down those things that have been established by God. They want, it, they want you to accept it. Amen. 
And I'll tell you where it's going to start. It's going to start in your family. You're going to have people involved in these things. And you're going to let down there. And the devil's going to take your crown. Amen. I read a deal the other day, and a church leader in a major denomination said that they were going to have to rearrange their thinking on this. The church has to evolve. And by example, he said, you see how we evolved on divorce and remarriage, and you see how we evolved on, uh, he was talking about women being bishops in their organization, and he was, amen, proud of the fact that he used the word evolved, you would probably call it compromise, amen, but they changed so much, and they had have nowhere to stand because they've taken so much of the Word of God and said it don't mean that anymore until they're not able, going to be able to hold this either and it's going to sweep in on them. That's why, amen, when the preacher preaches to you and you think it's insignificant, amen, you better hold on to the Word of God because once you give it up, brother, there's nowhere to stop and people are going to look you in the eye and say, why, if you changed on that, can't you change on this? Why, if it's different with that, it can it be different on this, brother? They're after my crown. They're after my witness. They're after my testimony. They're after my lie. They won't stop until they cause me to lose my reward. Amen. What they're after. The devil hates mankind. He hates mankind. You may think today that he has a special feeling for you, but the only reason he's doing for you what you feel like he's doing, he's got your death in mind. He's plotting your end, he's plotting your demise. He hates mankind. Part of the reason he does is because way back there somewhere, he had a feeling in his heart that I will be like the Most High. I will ascend. I will lift myself up. And for his trouble, Brother Sammy, he got throw kicked out of his place. Amen. And if that wasn't bad enough, Brother Johnny Don, God created man. And he created him in his own image. And the psalmist said, when I consider the heavens, when I consider your creation, he said, then I begin to wonder what is man, that thou art mindful of him, and the son of man, that you visited him. And the Bible said he crowned him, amen, with glory and with honor. And he gave him dominion. It's what the devil wanted. Amen. It's what he was striving for. But God cast him down. And he gave it to man instead. And ever since that time, the devil has had a hatred for mankind. Amen. He has pursued men with a vengeance. Ever since the garden. 
Woe to the inhabitants of the earth because the devil has come down. He's mad, brother. He's mad. He's mad at me. He's mad at you. He's mad at you. He hates you. He wants your crown. He aims to have it. That that God blessed you with. The glory and the honor that comes from God. The devil aims to have it. Amen. So he, they transgressed in the garden. And willingly, brother, they gave it away. He was deceived and Adam fell. And the place that God created for them, brother, Vernon, he was forced to place an angel there with a flaming sword. They died that day. They became separated from God that day. The devil rejoiced, not because he received a crown, because he didn't, but because he was successful in robbing man of his place. But the Lord, Brother Sammy, gave him some good news and told him there'll be a seed that'll come and Satan will bruise his heel, but he'll bruise Satan's head. And so, Brother, the Lord came and bled and died, Brother Aaron, and offered atonement for me so that a man... Brother Sammy, that has been an alien and an enemy of God. Amen. Could put faith in the operation of Jesus Christ. Amen. To claim the miracle of His shed blood. Amen, brother. And I can obtain again that play. Amen. That God intended for man to walk in. The place that God intended for man to have. Amen. The crown He intended for every young man and every young lady to wear. Place firmly on their head the crown of righteousness. The glory and the favor of God. The devil don't like it. He wants your crown. Don't let him have your crown. Amen. Naboth had a vineyard. Amen. And I do not doubt that there was probably, Brother Sammy, a, bet, a better vineyard than that somewhere in the kingdom. There probably was a better one than that. There probably was, Brother Kenton, enough money in Ahab's bank account that he could have paid far more than it was actually worth. If that's all you want to talk about is the vineyard. Amen. If that is what you're struggling for, the devil's got enough money to buy you. If that's where you have placed all your self-worth, Amen. Then the devil's got a little bit more. If you're willing to sell out to get it, amen, he's got a little bit more to offer you. Amen. If that is your crown, amen, then there'll always be a better vineyard and there'll always be a higher price. Amen. But he said, God forbid, amen, that I give that away. Amen. That I received as an inheritance. Amen. From my father. 
more to it than just a few grapevines. There's more to it, amen, than just a dollar or two. I received this from God. Amen. God commanded me to keep it in the family. This is something I esteem highly. It's not for sale. You cannot have my crown. Amen. Young man, the devil will buy you out if you've got a price. He'll pay it. Whatever it is, he'll pay it. He hates you, and he wants your crown. And if you got a price, he'll pay it. Thirty pieces of silver. He betrayed the Son of God. He betrayed himself. Cheap, cheap. There may be people here today whose crown has fallen from their head. And they got much less for it than that. To be raised up, Brother Aaron, in the house of God, taught purity and righteousness with a wonderful crown. He said it would beautify the meek with salvation. It looks good to see that righteousness there. Looks good to see that holiness there. And people, I can tell you today, and we have learned, and I'm so glad for God's mercy and God's forgiveness, but I will tell you this, young man, young lady, there are some things in this life that you only get one of. No matter how much grace is extended, no matter how much forgiveness, and I dare say everybody in here this morning can say thank God for mercy, but that does not change the fact that there are some things you just get one of. Amen. The crown. Let no man take your crown. Amen. Don't let it go. I've recognized before at times where I entered into places, and sometimes, brother, I wasn't as quick as I needed to be, but there's been a few times I understood, Brother Kenton, all this is about is my crown. Amen. It's taken many forms. It's come at me many different ways, just like it has you. Amen. But the ultimate goal, brother, was my adversary, Brother John Don, that did not like the favor that God bestows on mortal men. Amen. He's trying to get something in my heart. Amen. Where I'd lose my crown. Amen. That glory, brother, that he had given me. Amen. He wanted me to myself in such a way amen brother Vernon where I couldn't feel that grace anymore amen where I couldn't get a prayer through anymore and brother I had to watch out and I told him at time amen brother Sammy I know what you're trying to do I recognize it now it's not even about that other it's about that that God has given me and your desire to take it away from me and leave me a man without any glory and without any crown. He gets feelings in my heart. 
that caused me to lose my crown. I told him the other night at home, I don't want you to think I'm bragging on me, but I am glad for my testimony. Never smoked a cigarette, never had one in my mouth, never done drugs, never drunk alcohol. Part of that is because, Brother Sammy, I had a father. That if I'd have come home smelling like that, it would not have been well. And part of it was because God helped me. They buried that man, that young man the other day, Brother Kenton, that had been in my church and stayed at my house. Amen. And when he was saved, he was as glad as anybody I've ever met. Brother Sammy, to be saved. But the devil, Brother Vernon, somehow, some way, bound with whatever he is bound with. Jeremiah, in his lamentation, he said in one verse, Brother Kenton, the crown has fallen from our head. Woe unto us because we sinned. The crown has fallen from our head. What a young man that could have been. What a young lady that could have been. But the devil persuaded them otherwise. And the crown fell from their head. They lost it. Do you know tonight that the devil today that the devil is actively searching and looking for a way to separate you from your crown. To separate you from your reward. He's been working on it while you wasn't thinking about it. He's been plotting and planning while you was busy doing other things. And let me tell you a little bit about the world situation. Things are going on. You say, Brother Jeff, I don't see that. You're not going to until they flip the switch and everything will have already been in place. And the things you are waiting on before you consecrate have probably already happened. You just ain't seen it yet. And we're just at the point, Brother Sammy, where if it pushes just a little bit further, that a man can say, and he's not above saying it, if you don't believe me, you hadn't been paying attention, but he can say, Brother Kenton, for your good and for the good of the country, I feel like I need to take control of this situation. And for the good of everyone, I need to put my hand on this. Brother Sammy, like turning on a light switch, it's going to change overnight. Amen. And I want to tell you the whole purpose of all of that is to say, Separate the people of God, amen, from their eternal reward and the crown that God has given them. Don't let them have your crown. We are holding on to the wrong things. We've got a death grip on our stuff. And we're not holding fast to those things. That mean the most. And while you're scrambling to keep your stuff, 
the devil knocked your crown off your head. And now you got your stuff, but you don't have any glory. And you still got your things, but you don't have any favor. Amen. And it's all about your crown, brother. It's not about your gun. It's not about your money. It's not about your how. It's about separating you from your eternal reward and taking from you your crown. That's what it's all about. If you want to know the truth, they're going to take your guns. They're going to take your money. They're going to take your house. Get used to the idea. But that's not the goal. The goal is the crown. That's always been the goal. Every tribe or the kitten you've ever been in, as a pastor, it's been the devil desire to remove you from the favor of God. I have to work in remembering that. I have to remember, Brother Aaron, that this right here is not what this is about. This will pass. God will help me. This will pass. But i got to keep my crown. i got to keep the favor. got to keep the blessing. Amen. You might say, I could say that if I want to. Hey, man, you might can, but the question is, can you say it and keep your crown? I can do that if I want to. Maybe you can, but can you do it and keep your crown? Can you go there and keep your crown? Or must you take it off and put it in a drawer somewhere and go about do that that you wanted to do and then come back and put it on and act like everything's fine? You know you can't wear your crown with that kind of spirit in your heart. Jezebel hates God's people. She could have bought him a vineyard somewhere else that was nicer, finer. Jezebel wanted Naboth's testimony. She wanted his crown. Ahab went home and we... I'm glad we passed that, but back in the olden days, some men pouted when they didn't get their way. Back in Ahab's day, when men didn't get their way, they throwed a fit and went home and, Ahab, what you want? You want breakfast? No. No. You want something for lunch? No. Ah, uh, y'all getting quiet, you He wanted it, and didn't get it. So now I ain't talking to you no more. Bless your heart. No, no, no. Swelled up, and his wife come in saying, what's the matter with you? What are you throwing a fit about? I wanted that vineyard. Wouldn't let me have it. Offered him money. Got a way better one over there. Don't know what's wrong with that crazy man. He got everything he could ever need. What bothered him, Brother Kenton, was he met a man that still held on to what Ahab turned his back on. That's why it wasn't about them grapes, Brother Aaron. That ain't what this is about, brother. This is about a man 
trying to make us stand for righteousness. And a backsliding king, backslidden king that knew exactly why Naboth wouldn't give him that vineyard. He knew why. I want to tell you, it was then like it is now. Young people, that man is not content with losing his crown. He wants you to lose yours too. That young lady that don't have an ounce of morals left is not content. Live that way herself. There is a desire there to see as many as possibly can get in on that and go with that to also lose their crown. What the devil wants, my brothers, for you to get in trouble and for you to be in a place that when you call out to God, He won't hear you. That's what He's working for. Brother Aaron, from the pastor all the way to the back of the building, He's trying to get men and women's glory. He hates the favor that men and women have obtained from God. There will be a beast power that will arise that will be his goal to cause men and women to worship the dragon. We are focused. I have been focused. I worry about it, not being able to buy or sell. All of those things, I worry about all of that. But the reason that there will be a beast, the reason he will be empowered by the devil himself, his purpose for coming on the scene will be to cause you to worship the dragon. Amen. And he, he has been so effective that there are a lot of people that are much closer to selling out to the devil than they ever want anybody to really understand. Amen. No, 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 no. You know anybody that sold out for a dollar? You know any that sold out for fortune, fame, recognition, less than that? And if you don't serve God, brother, and you're not worshiping Him, you've only got one other choice. I don't mean to get bogged down here this morning, but I want to tell you while we are, amen, laboring here to have fellowship meeting, Brother Aaron, we have an adversary, amen, that come right in here if he could get it done. Brother Sammy robbed the crown off of a young man's head, amen, robbed the glory that a young lady has worked on all her life, amen, and leave them destitute in a place without any help from God. That it don't happen. I know we're under grace, Brother Samuel, but Samuel got down one day to pray for Saul, and the Lord told him, get up. Get up. And so in a little while, Brother Kenton, he was gone. And the man took his place sat over and lamented and said, Saul died. 
just like he had never been anointed with oil. If you'd have seen him die, you'd have never known he used to wear a crown. If you'd have watched him bleed out that day, Brother Kenton, you'd have never known that one day that royal headgear used to rest on top of his head and he was a man among men and a leader of the people of God. But he lost it. He got too big in his own eyes. He lost his humility. And he wouldn't obey God. And his crown fell off his head. And while the devil had him there, he killed him. While the devil had him weak, the devil had him without his unction and without his anointing. He wasn't prophesying that day. Nobody said he's a son of the prophet. Nobody said, look at him go. Nobody said, did you hear that? Let's follow him. But he wallowed out there in a pool of his own blood and died like a man that had never wore a crown. That's what the devil aims to do to you and to me and to you. Amen. Every one of you here this morning, he would like to separate you from your crown. Amen. The writer said, hold fast to that which you have, that no man take your crown. Apparently, Brother Sammy, there are going to be men that are going to come at me and to me, amen, and to you with the sole purpose, amen, of taking from you the crown, amen, that God has placed on your head. Oh, for the ability to understand today, amen, that that's what he sent them for was to get my crown. Second Corinthians chapter 5. You will read as Paul lists everything, or at least a partial list. And he began to glory, but it's not like you think. He began to talk about himself, but not in ways most men do. He said, if I'll glory after the flesh, then let me tell you about my infirmities. And he began to list all the things that he had suffered. And then he got to talking about perils of water and perils of my own countrymen and perils of false brethren. And he used that term again in Galatians that they were sent false brethren that came to spy out their liberty. But the devil sent them as a stumbling block, false brethren. Amen. I don't want to take a lot of time here, but this morning when I woke up, this scripture is on my mind, so I'm just going to tell you, that's a, that's a man that pretends to be something that he is not. A false brother. A brother that would like to present himself to you as a brother, but his heart's not with you. Paul said, I've, listed, I've lasted through perils of false brethren. I've been beat. 
have been imprisoned, have 339 stripes, what, three times, left for dead, amen, fought the beast of Ephesus and on and on and on, and he said, I die daily, and, and I, you might think, I, I don't want to offend you, but that's not talking about, amen, crucifying the flesh daily, he said, every day when I get up, I face death, I die daily, this may be the day that I die. Today, I may die. I die daily. But then he wrote to Timothy, Brother Sam, and he told him, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Amen. Henceforth, there's laid up for me a crown. I still got it. Amen. Amen. You can take my health, but you cannot have my crown. You can take my, amen, you can betray me. You can, amen, imprison me. You can beat me. Amen, you can do all these things to me. Amen, but if God will help me, you cannot, amen, have my crown. My brother, let me tell you, if you can live through this life and come through on the other side and lose everything you got and still have your faith, you can be able to say, I made it. Thank God I made it. My feet have touched the streets of gold. You got your crown today. Amen. Don't let them have it. Persecution will come. Tell them, put me in prison. But you can't have my crown. Amen. Beat me if you need to. Amen. But you can't have my crown. That's what you need to be holding on to. You're probably going to have to let go of your things. God is faithful who will not suffer you to be tempted above that which you are able but will with the temptation also make a way of escape so that you may be able to bear I lost the argument but I kept my crown They got the advantage over me. Paul said some of them got the advantage over me. But I kept my crown. (laughs) We've got it now. Maybe you do, and maybe you don't. But if he'll hold fast to that which he has, that no man... You cannot take my crown. You say, Brother Jeff, I I don't know that we should be that bold. Brother and sister, I need to tell you that if it's not possible to keep it, we all just well go home and eat popcorn with Brother Vernon. Amen. Because we're wasting our time here today. Amen. Don't even preach this weekend. Amen. We're done if you can't keep it. Amen. But the Bible said, hold on to it, brother. Hold fast that which I have. No matter what comes your way, as long as you keep Keep your crown. If I can't keep my car, at least let me keep my crown. If I can't keep my house, at least let me keep my crown. What's it worth? 
used to buy a man's inheritance. What could you give for it? I told you all the things I hadn't done. I told you why. Tell you what I have done, though. I've been 19, 20 years old. Young wife and a little child. I teach school. Brother Sammy wanting the favor of God. And Nathaniel, I knelt down beside my bed or my couch or laid out in the floor and told the Lord, would you please help me? And he crowned me with help. He crowned me with strength. I told him the other night, you might think I'm bragging, but the sinner man has, so far, they've not, I've not seen anything, Brother Sammy, that compares Brother John Don with calling out on God and feeling help from heaven. It's a lie, young man. It's a lie. It's a lie. It's a lie. From 13 years old, Brother Nathaniel, whatever it was. Conversation I wasn't part of it the other day, but I heard about it. And Child of God, ask another in frustration. I've been there. I didn't say it this time, but I've been there. Must we always take the low road? Seem like we always. I understand that feeling. I didn't say it this time, but I know full well. And the person I was talking to told him yes. Yes. We did not learn this self-preservation from the Word of God. The Constitution may say that you have a right to kill a man if he's going to harm you, but the Bible don't say that. <laughs> Amen. I tell you what Jesus said, if he takes your coat, or whichever it is, if I get it backwards, you forgive me, but. If he takes your coat, instead of saying, hey, I'm going to whip you and get my coat back. The Bible, Jesus said, take your cloak and say, here, do you need this? You can have my coat, and you can have my cloak, but you cannot have my crown. Amen. And the Romans could come to a Jewish man and tell him, carry my baggage for a mile. They could compel him. They could make him. It was the law. By law, he could come up to you and say, carry my sword for a mile. And they hated that, as most people would. But Jesus said, if he compels you to go one mile, go two. And say, God bless you. And you can have the first mile. And you can have the second, but you cannot have my crown. Amen. I have desired, brother, to get in that place. Amen. They say, my brother, you need a you need a strategy. You need a amen. You need a plan for the time that is to come. Everybody knows we're in trouble. Everybody knows you need something. You need a plan. You need to put stuff away. You need something. We're about to have hurricane season at home, and there'll be 
talking for the next six months about get your plan. What's your plan? Amen. I got a plan, brother. Amen. For the last several weeks, I've been teaching Sunday school and preaching, Brother John Don, about begging God for grace. Amen. That's my plan. You say, brother, that don't sound like very much. My friend, if I could get great, amen, I could pass through whatever the Lord wants me to pass through. Amen, I could keep my crown, brother. Amen, grace, God, grace. Grace, grace. Amen, if you want something to pray about, pray for grace. Amen, pray for standing grace. Pray for sitting grace. Pray for grace to speak. Pray for grace to hold your tongue. Grace. Grace. Peter said that we could be good stewards of the manifold grace of God. All the different ways grace comes. All the different places and methods and ways that it appears to be a good steward of the manifold grace of God. Dude, would you rather have your crown or your rights. Would you rather have your crown or your things? That brother come to his other brother that day and said, I'm starving to death. He was not starving to death, but he is hungry. And although that is a very powerful feeling, one of the strongest, I suppose, to be thirsty and hungry, it should not exceed the feeling you have for your birthright. And I'm not telling you some of these desires are not strong because I know they are. They are. There's something, brother, that moved in the heart of that man when he could have chose the riches of Egypt. But instead, he chose to suffer affliction with the people of God. And he said no to Pharaoh's crown and to the crown that God crowns his people with that is eternal, that is everlasting. Because no matter how long Pharaoh lived, there would come a day there'd be another one. And they'd put a crown on his head and they'd say, Hail to the king. Amen. But this crown that Moses had recompense about, the reward that he was thinking about, was more than just for a season. But it's something that lasts through all eternity. Esau sold his birthright for one morsel. And in case you think you won't regret it, I want to tell you, you will. Almost immediately, probably. And so he come back desiring a place of repentance and could not find it. He looked for a place to repent and could not find one. Did not. He wasn't trying. Yes, he was. He sought carefully and wept and never did find his crown.
hold fast to that which thou hast, and no man. Here, take this and this and this and this and this. But this you cannot have. Amen. My dad, several years ago, I want you to find me, Brother Aaron, Revelations chapter 4. I'm about through. My dad, several years ago, preached a message, Brother Sammy, preached it more than one place. It's so profound what had happened to him. And he read the text there in Lamentations, I think it's chapter 5, if you'd like to read it, where Jeremiah said, the crown has fallen from our head. You read Lamentations, you'll read about people, Brother Sammy, that had God's favor. Moms and dads that had God's favor. Children that enjoyed the favor of God. They pursued wickedness and sin until the crown fell from their head. They lost it. And I can't even repeat to you some of the things that happened to the fathers and what the mothers were used for, what the children were sold to. Way up here. Fell all the way down there. Woe unto us because we have sinned. As much as it hurts you, please don't act like the crown's still there when it's fallen. You're not doing them any service. You're not doing them any help. The only hope, Brother Aaron, is to fall on your face and tell God I'm sorry. My dad got to preaching about having felt, Brother Sammy, that favor of God and lost it. So he said, Brother James, he got to hunting for his crown. And he preached, Brother Kenton, like he searched for it and looked for it. And then he come to his closet and on the shelf, top shelf of the closet, this is a long time ago, they said, Brother Sammy, I had to move the ball glove and I moved those feelings, and I moved this, and I moved that. And there on the top shelf in the back of my closet, there was my crown. He said, Brother, I got it down and dusted it off. Brother Sammy said he put it back on his head and prayed through, Brother Vernon, and fell that grace. I like it. I like it. I know you do too. I know there's people here today that long to have that unction again. That long to have that feeling again. My advice to you today is search for it. Look for it. Back yonder behind this and behind that. Move all of that stuff away and there it is out brother and polish it off say whatever needs to be said do whatever needs to be done amen and place that crown firmly on your head
We are so blessed that the thought of not having all these things, we can't even get our mind around it. I don't blame you for that. I'm not, but we just, we can't even picture it. And no matter how, I went down to Mexico with Brother Sammy several years ago now. The pastor, Brother Sammy, lived in a, the parsonage, was pallets stood on edge with cardboard stapled to them. And a few pallets over the roof end up being, what, four or five foot tall, maybe six, where the pastor lived. When it rained, he got wet, along with everything he had. In this world today, there'll be people drug out of their homes. Today, probably right now, they'll be drug out of their homes. Somebody will take a sword and hack their head off because they will not denounce the Savior that we won't even praise. Right now. 50 of them the other day. And I understand, Brother Sammy, that, you know, my mind, my conception of what a church man should look like, you know, this is all I've known. And you may look and say, I don't know about all of that. I want to tell you, Brother Kenton, I got respect for a man. Wherever it's at, I got respect for a man that'll watch his family die. Keep his crown. He will not let go of what he's, whatever he's got. Brother Stanley, he will not let it go. I'll die first. What about Naboth? They killed him. They took possession of his vineyard, but they did not get his crown. He maintained his witness. He maintained his testimony. And with everything he had, he held on tightly to his crown. After four revelations... Last three verses of the chapter. Those beasts gave glory and honor. And thanks to Him that sat on the throne who liveth forever and ever. Brother Sammy, I aim to hang on to my crown. I mean to. Until... The tribulation at the church of Philadelphia, a little bit of study will show you that the Lord was not promising to keep them from that. But He was promising to take them right through the middle of it and bring them out on the other side. And said, because you've kept the word of my patience or my endurance and you've not denied my name, I will keep you from the hour of temptation. In other words, we will go through this together. And we will suffer through this together. And I will keep you. And when we get on the other side, if you will hold fast that that you have, you will still have your crown. Put your hands on your head, brother, if you need to. Hold it down with all your mind. So you can have all of this. Take it all if you need it. But you cannot have my crown.
So the four and twenty elders fell down at his feet, Brother James. The Bible said, right above there you could read where John said, I saw him. And they all were wearing crowns of gold. And they fell down before his feet. Brother Kent took the crowns off of their head and put them at his feet. I want to keep my crown. I want to work to keep my crown. But when I see him, brother, all the glory belongs to God. If I get enough grace, brother, to come through here, amen, and still have my crown on my head, amen, when we stand in His presence, brother, when we stand before Him, we'll all fall to our knee and say to God be the glory. Worthy is the Lamb which was slain, amen, to receive power and glory and dominion forever. Cast our crown at his feet. Brother, hold fast to that which thou hast. Brother Aaron, do you think it would be a stretch of my imagination to say that we may not be able to do this next year? And I want, to, I want you to dispel the feeling that we're going to ease into this. You're going to go to bed one day, and it's going to be one way. You're going to wake up the next day, and it's going to be different. It's, it's the, the structure for that to happen is already there. So, if I don't get to do this again, I will tell you, hold fast. If I never get back up here, hold fast. Yes. Don't let nobody take your crown. Brother Jeff, I'm working hard to keep my things. Forget that, would you? Don't let nobody. One thing, Brother Vernon, make sure you keep the glory. And the favor of God working in your life. Young people today, Brother Kenton, that look back and see all that they've got. And if they would be honest, they would tell you, I would trade all of this. I'd give it all up if I could feel what I used to feel. As a young man walking around the altar at the fellowship meeting, I'd give it all away. Look, brother, look for it. Search for it. If you feel up there this morning and your crown has fallen from your head, you can find it if you want to search for it. Look for it. Hey, Amen. It'll be over there, hid right where you left it. Take it out. Polish it off. Put it firmly on your head. Hold it. Fast with all that you have. May the Lord bless you. Thank you, brother. Just at the end, I want you to come sing, if you will. Sing us a song. Amen. Job said.